Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Hope for Today. So glad you're joining me. This is going to be a great time, and I'm excited to challenge you to reach the world. Uh, we are coming out of a pandemic, but the Great Commission is still in effect and has been in effect. It slowed us down, it's challenged us, but I believe it's made us stronger. And today I have a friend with me, a special friend, a longtime friend, General Mike Miller. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to see you and to be here. It's oh, been it's, a while. It has been a while. Um, but we have traveled the world together, yes. um, participating in the Great Commission. And I want to read the Great Commission, then we're going to talk about you and, and who you are and what God's doing in you. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, a pandemic or not, it stands. Yes. A crisis or not, it stands. Well, um, General Mike, I want you to tell us, and I'll, after this I'll just be calling you Mike, because that's Please. what I call you. Um, I want to... Uh, hear about you. Um, you're a general. Uh, tell us about your service in the military. Sure. I was in the Air Force for 28 years. And my wife would tell you she, she was too, right? <laughs> even though I was technically the military member. Uh, and so uh, mostly uh, stationed, I guess totally stationed uh, here in the United States, but certainly traveled the world mm -hmm. uh, with the military. Uh, retired in 2012, worked with a startup company for a number of years, and uh, now I'm just uh, waiting on the Lord. Right. I think a lot of people are waiting on the Lord, and if you're saying, that's me, you're in good company. We've all been on a, uh, it seems, a pause. Yes. And uh, the pandemic brought a lot of change, a lot of shifting. And, you know, when people would say, even in the pandemic, I'm ready for things to get back to normal, I'm like, eh, I don't think it's going to get back to your normal. No. And it, it is not going to get back to yes. normal. And I believe God had a plan to promote us into his next. And so I'm still myself finding out what his next is for my life. Uh, everything shifted, didn't it? It did. Um, as you know, I followed the prophetic for a number of yes. years. I. I'm not gifted in that manner mostly. I mean, I have the, certainly some gift there, but right. uh, I've more been, than you think. <laughs> <laughs> been able to follow uh, the prophetic for a number of years, and it's been especially strong uh, during these last couple of years. Right. Uh, so I'm thankful to the Lord uh, for those with that gift, and, right. and they've been able to share that. Right. And uh, as we are going through the, the process, of the prophetic words. You know, it's interesting. I don't know one prophetic person that the Lord told about the pandemic. Uh, there may be a few, but it was a, a small minority. And it was kind of like God was saying, surprise to everybody, you know. So, but he's laid out some things uh, to prophetic people that we are to prepare for. But I want to focus today, regardless of what else may be happening in the world, what else is prophesied, the direction of Jesus was to go to the nations yes. and preach the gospel. And so my last trip, I went with you in uh, November of 19 to Pakistan. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. And in February of 20, I went to uh, Bangladesh. And that was my last international trip. 
and then everything got shut down. Um, Cheon prophesied to me in March of 2020 at a conference in Miami, I love uh, Apostle Cheon, that um, I would start uh, media, strong media, by the end of the year, hmm. and that it would go global. So in end of March, April, we went into the pandemic. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, that was our only option. When we shut down church, everything was shut down to go media. And by December of 2020 is when my friend Anwar Fazal in Pakistan, Lahore, Pakistan, uh, opened up the possibility for me to go global through uh, their networks to 200 nations. And now we're on Charisma Podcast. So it's really interesting that in the pandemic, still Jesus says, you're going to do my great commission. You're going to reach the lost. You may not be able to go to the nations, but you're going to reach the nations. You are going to go to the nations. So today we're visiting nations. Uh, we're, we're really sharing Jesus. And I wanted to recount our trip. It was a great trip to Pakistan in uh, November of 19. What stood out to you about that trip? Well, first of all, um, we had a little bit of trouble getting there. Getting there, a lot actually. <laughs> it was a lot of trouble. How long did we sit at that one office? Uh, all day, yeah, all day. And yeah. then the yeah, it was just... it, and it and at first it didn't look like uh, it was going to work out, but we knew it would, right? Because we knew that uh, Satan was just trying to keep us from going, right? Right. So, so we, we did get there. We we got there. We we actually had. Um, an interesting, uh, while we were waiting a f uh, for a flight in a Muslim country, uh, we got the opportunity to go into a prayer area. Right, that's true, and, uh, on the way some there. time yeah. uh, with the Lord. And then... Uh, in a Muslim prayer room, wasn't in it? In a Muslim prayer room. Yeah. And when you're you're bowed and praying in the Spirit, then, you know, no one knows the difference. Right. Yeah, and you know, you have to be obedient to the Lord... Before I ever went to a Muslim country to uh, do ministry, the Lord sent me on a trip, probably 2017, 2016, to go to um, France and England. Yes. You remember that? I do. And he told me two specific mosques to go pray mm -hmm. in. And it was the oddest trip I'd ever been on. But I went, took my son Nehemiah, and went and prayed in these two mosques for revival, prayed for Muslim people. And from that obedience, the Lord opened the door through Maryland Hickey Ministries to begin to minister to Muslim nations. And now I have such a heart for that and can't wait to get back. Do you remember the last part of that uh, direction for you to go and pray? No. What was it? D.C. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I went with you. That's right. Washington, D.C. We, we sure did go pray there and went. Uh, had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, didn't know all the cataclysmic things that were going to happen in D.C., but we prayed for our nation. And we have a heart for our nation. So I'd been to many nations, uh, both in the military and then post-military. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was my first time to Pakistan. Right. And um, I'd met Pastor Anwar right. uh, prior to that when he was visiting you here. Uh, but what a wonderful, wonderful time that was. It was. Um, I remember sitting on that platform, and they said there's around 300,000 people there, most of them Muslims. Just thinking, uh, okay, and you got to you got to address them. I got to address them. What what is it that we're going to talk about? Just talked about Jesus, and it was a, a great uh, move of Holy Spirit. 
many, many, many healings, miracles that occurred, and then many salvations. Um, they said they assumed perhaps up to 100,000 Muslims gave their heart to Jesus that night. And that was phenomenal. You helped raise money for that trip, and it was well worth it. Yes. Man, I mean, how how do you put a bounty on souls? You know, it had been prophetically stated um, that we would get the opportunity to speak before great, great crowds. And and I believe that was just the beginning, and you've done that since with uh, through— technology right. and your ability to do that but it's interesting that 2020 i think was the year of the mouth the hebrew yes exactly. and uh and of course the muzzle <laughs> they tried to put satan tried to put the muzzle on the mouth right and it, it didn't really work yeah. I, I want i want to recap when i went to bangladesh in uh february of 2020 right a, a few months after our trip to uh Pakistan, really exciting. Went on this one with Dr. Marilyn Hickey and her team, and uh, there was a meeting with all the denominational leaders of Pakistan. I mean, of uh, Bangladesh. They all came together. About probably three hundred of them. Uh, so from um, Greek Orthodox uh, to uh, Methodist to Pentecostal to Baptist. I mean, they were all there, and we were told that we were not to speak on the Holy Spirit. Anything but Holy Spirit. Well, we're fine with that. You know, that's we just want to preach Jesus and speak hope. So we had some, I think, some wonderful things lined up. The very last service, uh, the last night, uh, the leader came to us and said, I know you have a sermon, but could you switch to the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And we both looked at each other like, what? This is what we've been believing? Because we talked about, what if we could speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit? This crowd is so open. And we just both said, yes. And we had about 10 minutes to prepare, but when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have that fire, and you, you don't really have to prepare. That's what the Scripture says. Yeah, it was a phenomenal. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And that night, as we taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, those leaders were like sponges. I would say at least half of those denominational leaders that were not spirit-filled received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that night. I'm excited to go back to Bangladesh to see what has happened in these movements now, because when your leader is impacted by Holy Spirit, it's going to shift the whole movement underneath you, or they kick them out. I don't know what, and then they still have influence to do kingdom matters. So Jesus is alive and and well. This is a Muslim nation, uh, Bangladesh, and... uh, I stay in touch with the leaders there and excited to go back, excited to go back to Egypt, ready to go back to Pakistan, ready to get back on planes and go places uh, with no mask. <laughs> yeah, I came back from San Francisco yeah. ministry with no mask this An week. An uncovered mouth. Yes, yes, it's, it's exciting. So I see Jesus ready to do some big things. Let, let's go back to Pakistan. When we were with the Muslim brothers and sisters, when we're on that platform looking out at this sea of people, how did that hit you? Well, the program, one of the programs you have is called Hope Life. Right. right. Um, I would say that what I saw in the eyes of people was um, first desperation. Right. Um, we need something. Yes. And we believe that you represent that something right. we need. Right. And, of course, we know that's Jesus. Yes. Um, and so I saw that. Um, so, so a desperation, 
but also a hope mm -hmm. that when they came to this meeting, that it was going to give them something that they needed right. uh, to relieve that desperation. Yes, because G uh, Jesus is real. He's alive. He's full of miracles. Uh, I found in the Muslim nations that uh, miracles are what opens the doors to their hearts. Um, yes. You know, the Muslim people believe Jesus is a prophet. He is a healer, a good man, a teacher, just not the son of God, son of Mary. But when you get impacted by the ministry of Jesus and you accept a miracle, then you begin to accept that he is of God. Right. You know, there, there is a little more to this. And I have heard so many Muslims talk to me once they're converted about dreams they had that a man in white came to them, mm -hmm. which we know is Jesus. And so in praying for Muslim nations, if, if you partner with me, pray that leaders of Muslim nations would encounter Jesus in their sleep. And they just, just have dreams of Jesus coming to them, peacefully ministering to them. That's the key. And then bring miracles to their life. And when we see that, we will see nations transformed. Um, I'm praying for Saudi Arabia. You've been to Saudi Arabia. I have. I don't know very many people that have been there. What, what is the spiritual condition of Saudi Arabia? What did, what did you feel spiritually when you were there? Uh, well, darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, it, definitely darkness was probably the thing that I felt most. Uh, one story I tell is I was sitting there, um, there was a missile that came in from I Yemen. I remember that, yes. And uh, hit probably two or three kilometers from where I was sitting, mm -hmm. and, and everything shook. Right. Um, but I also know God loves the Saudis. Of course. And um, the other thing that was going to happen right after I was there was um, women were going to get the right to drive. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how that's going. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I do believe uh, there is a great shaking coming, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to allow for a great awakening. Right. I agree with that. And um, In fact, I want to I pray for Saudi Arabia right now. Um, that they would be prime for Jesus, yes, the Son of God. So right now, Father, in the name yes. of Jesus, I lift up the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, that you would touch them from the highest to the lowest of the people there, that you would give dreams of Jesus to the leadership, to the clerics, uh, to the king, to the royal family, that you would be real, that the power of the Holy Spirit would sweep across that nation and do incredible things. I pray that they would turn to Jesus and be a great influence in Muslim nations. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And that's the way you pray for Muslim nations. Just pray for the top to the bottom. Jesus would be revealed, and I believe he will be. He yes. will be revealed in, in these nations. Well, what do you see, uh, Mike, in what God is doing? What is God wanting to do in the world, do you think? When we went through this pandemic, it was like a reset. What do you believe he's wanting to do in his world? I, w I think he wants to shake everything up, well, get our attention. It, <laughs> yes, get our attention. Um, help, uh, and believers need to be awakened as well. Right, right? I agree. We, um, the church largely has been weak, mm -hmm. um, and I, I certainly understand that's not every church. Right. And I'm not talking about denomination because it's— you know, across many denominations. Right. Uh, but um, we've been uh, weak. He wants us to awaken to the power we have through his Holy Spirit. That's right. 
um, you know, you talked a lot about, and I'm, I've been reading in Romans most recently, uh, but as I, I, I think about what's happened, you know, there was this a, a big plan mm-hmm. to uh, reach out in the United States, if I recall correctly, there were planned evangelical events in large stadiums right. all, all across right. the U.S., and that was planned, and all that got shut down. Mm-hmm. Churches got shut down. Right. Uh, not every church decided to shut down, right. uh, and certainly they could reach people through technology, but um, I think he's trying to wake us up to we have a role in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. His kingdom is forever. Right. Uh, but it's now too. Yes. And we have a role in that in, um, in each of these mountains that we hear about. Uh, and he wants us to get involved. He does. He does. You know, when, when we think of repentance, because God wants repentance, um, first of all, it's, it's the people who are already redeemed. He said, if my people who are yes. called by my name will humble themselves. And in this uh, stirring and shaking, I sense there is a humbling of the church. Um, The secret sensitivity movement that had Mm -hmm. uh, been so popular in recent years failed with Zoom. (laughs) It's hard to be secret sensitive. And and to explain, if you're not sure what secret sensitive versus uh, spirit sensitive is, secret sensitive is more interested in what people want. Spirit emphasis is more interested in what God wants. And he wants us to be focused on him for his church. Because when we pander to what people want, we often put God on the back burner. Yes. And uh, that's not to say that what, what that people's needs aren't important, but the needs that we need to meet, first of all, is the needs of the Lord. Um, that That's what we, we have to meet. So I, I'm seeing that people are really hungry for a move of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, of fresh touches. And as I visit churches, uh, getting back out, I'm seeing uh, more time given to Holy Spirit in their Sunday morning services. They're pushing pause button and just waiting. That quiet time is not lost time. Uh, every moment doesn't have to be planned. That there are there is room for the Holy Spirit. And as I'm talking to pastor friends in this nation, they're saying the same thing, that their people just want to connect with Jesus when they come together. So encouraging. Yes. Well, when you talk about seeker-sensitive... Um you know, it's it's a sense of, well, let me get you comfortable. Right. <laughs> but when I look at the message of Jesus, it's not a comfortable... Is something about taking up a cross <laughs> and following me? Well, and Jesus, you know, it's offensive. Yes, uh, what hit The message of Christ, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No right. one comes to the Father except through me. That's right. And that's counter to what a lot of religions right. and religious people would tell right. you. So we're, I think we are seeing the shift there um, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you have need of will be added to you after that, right. not before that, because unfortunately a lot of uh, the church world had become enamored with self yes. and flesh and seeking first our needs and then wanting the blessings of God to be followed well, to, to follow right after our needs are being met, counterproductive, counterintuitive to what Jesus taught us. So I think he's, he's like you said, shaking things up and realigning us. So let's talk about how that affects you, because you have been through a pandemic. You have been through a time of uncertainty and fear, 
and shaking regardless of what nation you're in. This was a global pandemic. How has it affected your life? Because I don't know one person that was unaffected through this pandemic. Uh, all nations were shut down. It was global. And Jesus got everyone's attention. If they knew it or not, the Lord allowed it to happen and was getting our attention. So for you right now saying, I'm out of this, some people uh, nearly have complex uh, trauma from it, PTSD. Uh, we lost a lot of people. I lost friends to, to COVID. But we come out with a hope yes. of Jesus touching the nations, of Jesus resetting your life, resetting my life, so that we can be more fruitful in his kingdom and be more about him. And, um, you know, government, our government was talking about what is essential and what is non-essential during this COVID shutdown. And I think for me personally, the Lord showed me some things in my life that were non-essential that I have just stopped doing that weren't serving anything but taking and uptime and wasting time mm. and really had nothing to do with kingdom advancement. So I don't miss those things. You know, I found that, wow, that, that was just uh, me scrambling around being busy and doing stuff. And I, I want you to assess your life. Were you just busy doing a lot of stuff, some stuff that didn't matter, and now the Lord's realigning you and getting you into a place that He is using you to advance kingdom, to fulfill His Word? I want to read one more scripture, Acts 13, 47. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the unbelievers, or the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. We are called as the church, regardless of what nation you're in, part of the body of Christ, to reach those who do not know Christ. That's by any means possible. That's why we're on here today, talking about Christ. If you don't know Christ, you're listening today, you don't have a relationship with Christ, believe in Him, that He is the Son of God. That's the first step. Believe He is the Son of God. Follow Him and ask Him to be a part of your life. It will change the trajectory of your life. And you will find what you're really called to be in this life. That's rewarding, isn't it? It is. It's the only way to get acquittal yes. of the power of sin and death over our lives. Right. It breaks the shame. That's right. And um, so, and and then I think as uh, believers, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We right. talked about that. Yes. That's, um, you know, if you think of a power transmission line, it's nice to have power available to you so you've got to have it in the first place right but then you need to use it yes yes you do because it it's just very costly if it just sits there, just sits and there. what's the point used. what's the point i mean he's given us this power to reach the nations right. you know there's another similarity between us i didn't mention we're both preacher's kids oh that's right yes. yeah yeah <laughs> how can we forget that yes. and we have a great friendship and i i appreciate you and your wife and your family and the stand you have for christ and the love you have for the nations I just appreciate that. Well, you've been, you and your family and your church family have been more of a tremendous blessing than I could ever express. Well, thank you. The, the feeling between us, I believe, is mutual. Well, thank you for joining us today as we talk about what Jesus is doing in the world and what he's doing in your life. So I continue to encourage you to hang to hope. Trust yes. God. Uh, God has a plan for you. It to prosper you, to bless you, never, ever to harm you, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. I believe in that so clearly. 
Not one day of your life has been wasted. Not one day of your life has God thought, I'm going to punish them today. No. His plan is to prosper, to bless you, to build you up for kingdom advancement. There is a plan for you to destroy you. That's Satan's plan, isn't yes. it? And he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But we want God's plan for your life. And you must want God's plan for your life. So I bless you today. I thank you for joining us. Thank you again, Mike, for being my guest. Well, thank you for letting me be your guest. Oh, yeah. We, we'll <laughs> do this again, it. and we will, we will travel to nations again. Yes. It's, without masks. It's, it's coming. Right. Well, thank you for being with us today. Have a blessed and hopeful week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.